With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the 415ers podcast brought to you by the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network. Twice a week in the offseason, three times a week in season. Coming off our first year, so we appreciate you downloading, rating, subscribing. All five stars are appreciated. It's Evan getting it's Mark Grandy with you as always. Okay, Mark. Well, you know, I mentioned the the grade that the 49ers got for so far, at least in free agency. It is at a B plus from Pro Football Focus. The rest of the NFC West, however, as maybe some have kind of paid attention to what's been going on specifically in Los Angeles, not as much in Arizona. And Seattle's also made some under the radar moves as well. The Seahawks also received a B plus grade. The Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams both received C-minus grades. And I know that you were kind of keeping an eye on what the Rams were going to be doing, and you yourself have not been too high on the Rams, even in the middle of this season, sort of foresaw the the downfall of Los Angeles, so to speak. Uh, but, Mark, I'll, I'll just give you the floor. I mean, what have you seen from the rest of the NFC West when it comes to free agency? Um, honestly, the team that's probably had the, the second best off season so far, probably the Seahawks. Um, I I think the Niners have had the best off season. They've certainly made the biggest move in at least the biggest plus move for this coming season in Javon Hargrave, maybe the second biggest move that, that, you know, surprised more people was the Rams trading Jalen Ramsey away, um, an elite corner. Um, I know he's had his issues here and there, but a very good football player. And it, I mean, it seemed to me they're waving the white flag on the season already. I know they have a lot of talent and almost, you know, just being healthy kind of acts as some free agency additions. Um, you, they would assume that Matthew Stafford is going to be back, that Aaron Donald is going to be back and a, and a number of guys on their offensive line are going to be back and healthy and ready to play. So those kind of act like free agency additions, Evan. Um, But they're in such a terrible position financially, draft pick-wise, that they felt, I think, forced into making that trade, trading away Jalen Ramsey, getting some young assets, getting some draft assets, and getting some cap relief back in return. And it seems to me like they're on the opposite side of the 49ers right now. We just talked about how it feels like the 49ers are going all in, trying to win now. The Rams are on the downturn of that approach. They went all in. They got a Super Bowl, and now they're dealing with the repercussions of that. They have a ton of money tied up to old, injured stars who they hope are healthy for this season, but not sure. And they have no draft picks to lean on. So what do you do? You try to ship out one of your more valuable pieces in Jalen Ramsey, hope you find a desperate team that really needs a corner, and you 
you hope you get a bunch of good draft picks that you hit on and it turns into relief for your aging old team. Um, but it seems like in the short term, Evan, I don't know how you feel, but to me, it feels like they're giving up on a chance at trying to win at least, you know, go deep in the playoffs. They could still be competitive, but it seems to me like they're okay uh, with not having much of a chance at trying to win a championship this season based on their moves in the offseason. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, and I think I'll take it a step further. Look, the Rams do not have a draft pick this year until the fifth round, <laughs> and that is completely their fault. But even with Aaron Donald, even with Matt Stafford, I think the Rams are setting up to go from feasting to famine and being okay with it. Like, I think they are trying to, at least it looks like to me, I think they're trying to tank heading into next season <laughs> because when do the Rams start getting first-round picks? In 2024. They have all their picks coming in next year, all their picks in 2025, all their picks in 2026. So I think the Rams are trying to set up themselves to maybe be competitive, maybe fall into, you know, a nine win season, maybe sneak into the playoffs here and there. But they're trying to get ready so that when they have draft picks, I believe that they can use them properly and perhaps even heading into next season. You know, if if things don't go well, if Aaron Donald maybe tapers off a little bit if all those injury-ridden stars that they're paying big dollars to, like you mentioned, continue to, to get injured, uh, that they can set themselves up for immediate tank mode, kind of like they did this year. They don't get to reap the benefits yeah. of it this year, but ne starting next season, they will. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Les Snead along with Sean McVay uh, and the rest of those people down south in Los Angeles set themselves up that way. I, I think the Seattle Seahawks, like you mentioned, are interesting because – they didn't really make any big signing outside of Geno Smith. I know they they signed a couple of uh, defensive linemen who uh, Jermont Jones and Jerron Reed were the, kind of yep. the two signings there that they beefed up, and that'll help a team that really struggled at the defensive line last season. But like they let Rashad Penny go, they let Travis Homer go. Um, Pete Carroll seems to churn out running backs, and Kenneth Walker looks to be a guy that'll be there in the future. Uh, but I, I, I'm with you that the Rams. I don't know what they're doing, and maybe they're trying to get too smart, uh, but Seattle would be the other team that I would say had a, a plus free agency. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, so, I mean, they certainly didn't get worse. Uh, there was positive moves, but then, of course, as, as you mentioned, they they did lose out on a few guys. Um, I'm still a little worried. At least I would be worried if I'm a Seahawk fan about that offensive line. I know that they have a couple of youngsters uh, who, who played really well as rookies, and we talked about them all season long, or at least the weeks leading up to the Niners-Seahawks games, how impressive they are. Um, but they're still relatively young and inexperienced and – overall not great on the offensive line we'll see how they address that um and then you know the elephant in the room is the arizona cardinals offseason and, and to, i mean to me that's just they're totally irrelevant at this point they don't even deserve much of a mention because they're not going to have kyler murray this entire season and even if they did they they're not going to be very good they are a dumpster fire 
uh, one of the worst run franchises over the last couple of years in the NFL. That's how how bad they have been um, for a team that looked like they had a really high ceiling just a couple of years ago. It, it has taken a gigantic downturn, uh, you know, in the front office all the way down onto the field. So certainly they're not in the running for for best NFC West offseason. It's certainly, in my opinion, between the Niners and the Seahawks. And because the Niners, um, you know, got the the big splash in Javon Hargrave, they deserve that top spot to me. But I'm, I'm with you. The Seahawks, I'm interested in keeping an eye on them throughout the rest of the offseason because uh, they're a team who, as we talked about a lot last season, very young but very talented, and they already overachieved. If those youngsters, Evan, continue to improve, how do they look? Can Geno Smith keep it up for another year? Can those rookies who received, you know, first team or, or all rookie offensive AP rookie of the year and, and defensive rookie of the year votes, those guys continue progressing. You could be looking at a really, really good team with a lot of their best players on rookie deals. Then what do they do alongside those guys? I'm interested in seeing how that all works. I don't think they're in the Niners um, area just yet in terms of talent on the roster. Not many teams are, um, but I, I think they're the closest, at least in in being able to catch the 49ers in a couple of seasons. Yeah, and look, I think from, I think it was Caesars Sportsbook, the Niners are minus 170 to win the division. That uh, Those odds are honestly kind of low to me. Uh, I, I might just throw whatever money I would have lost on Gonzaga last weekend uh, on the Niners to uh, win <laughs> the division. That's a wild number because you literally have no clue who the Niners quarterback is starting quarterback week one. And there's, I know, and I still feel confident yeah. that they're going to yeah. win the division. I'm with you. Yeah, no, it, it I mean, the numbers based completely on the roster. It's, it's interesting. It, it's fascinating, honestly, because right now in the NFC West, Geno Smith is the best quarterback currently that is penciled in as a starter. And the 49ers still have a far superior roster. I will say this for the Seahawks. I think it's interesting that Pete Carroll seems to, I, I don't know if it's just him like being able to kind of connect with, with younger players or get them to buy in more than sort of those older vets. But uh, there's nowhere near as much talent as obviously the, the early 2010 Seattle Seahawks teams that he had, but, a common theme I feel like is that whenever he is able to get a, a core of young guys and especially like a season like last year, I think played a big role in, in potentially what is to come. Uh, I, I would be a little bit afraid of them. Um, I know the Niners handled them twice in the regular season. Then of course, once in the postseason last year, but to me, that's something that a Pete Carroll team would simply use as, as fuel, as opposed to just being the team to kind of get beat and then roll over uh, the ensuing year. So We'll see. And of course, the 49ers, even when the Seahawks have been bad, have struggled in Seattle. I mean, last year was the first time they beat him up in Seattle and it was like 11 tries or something like that. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely going to keep my eye on, on what they're doing. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, they have picks in this draft as well because they have the Broncos first round pick from the Russell Wilson trade. So they could very well be in the market to go out and get a young quarterback. They just re-signed Geno Smith. But if someone falls that they like, uh, they could be drafting their quarterback of the future. And if they hit on that, the entire feeling of this division changes. We probably won't see that quarterback if they do pick one this season because, you know, they are locked in with Geno Smith for at least another year or two, you would think. Uh, but they could start developing um, a young quarterback. And if they decide not to go quarterback, 
you know, there's a lot of really talented guys, of course, on both sides of the ball in the first round. And they hit on that, you know, this division could change a little bit. So, I mean, that move they made last offseason, trading away Russell Wilson and getting the boatload of picks they got back looks greater by the day. And, and now it's up to them to take advantage of the first of those first round picks that they got back. And who knows? It, it, it could be one of the main reasons why maybe they're able to be competitive with the 49ers in the coming years. Yeah, I think there's, at the, especially at the top of the draft, there's a lot of good defensive linemen. Wouldn't be surprised to see them go there. Um, also, it, it's just so funny. Like you mentioned, it's, all right, so you trade away your starting quarterback. You get better at the quarterback position by far. <laughs> you re-sign said quarterback for... 15 to 20 million dollars less per year than what you were paying your previous veteran now potentially wash quarterback and on top of that you get multiple first round picks and a top prime spot in this year's draft so yeah uh even though they got a b plus in free agency so far they got an a plus for their offseason last year as far as i'm concerned 